And this is kind of a quote that I don't know if it's a real quote or if I just thought of it one day, but knowing your worth and doing something about it are two different things. Yes. Well, welcome back to the Feminine State of Mind, episode two, where we talk about all things fuckboys. And how to recover. (laughs) That is a process. It is a process. Holy hell. Yeah. I'm excited to dive into that one. Before we do, how was your week, Mahela? It's been good. It's been busy. Um, Literally got back from africa like late last week and so so chill just yeah i just got back from africa (laughs) (laughs) no biggie no biggie what were you in africa for uh a wedding actually Mm -hmm. yeah so when we're in africa were you because if you were not that bright like me i just learned that africa is a continent (laughs) (laughs) i was in kenya (laughs) amazing (laughs) so yeah so we got to uh got to watch some some friends get married and do some safaris and food it was amazing yeah what was your favorite animal that you got to see oh man I like actually screamed when I saw an elephant (laughs) (laughs) I could see that but our driver his name was George he was awesome he was like actually laughing at me like because so you get into the park and you immediately so then the amazing thing was we were like uh October is actually like when the great migration happens so like you see the wildebeest and the zebras and like literally like going in like a line together what cool across the the Mara so that was super super cool um so like immediately when you enter you see all these zebras and wildebeests and so like I'm just in awe like I'm looking at a fucking zebra like I'm (laughs) (laughs) so stoked on my life and then uh an elephant was the one like I I really really wanted to see because I think they're just like the most majestic fucking creatures ever um so we're just like driving driving through and I'm just looking back and forth like out my side of the window out the other side of the window and I turn and I was like (laughs) (laughs) how close was it it was super close like it was pretty close I mean um like I I could fully like make out its features but like it was like pretty pretty far away still but the, I think it was the last day we had a massive herd of elephants literally come up to our our truck or whatever you want to call it what, really? like, literally came right up and just like stared ate some grass was like all right and then left <laughs> and I was I died a little oh, bit. that's so cool did you see any babies yes oh my god they're so cute they're so little like oh my heart it was amazing so the elephant was a highlight. Obviously, the lions were a highlight. Um, yeah, a lot of lions. We didn't see any baby, baby lions. Like some that were like a year old, I would say. Yeah. But still so cool to see them. Like so crazy. I mean, literally all of the animals were so cool to see. We actually got to see a giraffe super, super close. Well, actually, we went to a giraffe sanctuary. So like oh, I got yeah. to see one. So we were really close to that. Was its tongue like super effing long? <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's like um, it's like kind of rough, like sandpapery. Ew, like a cat. Kind of, yeah. Ew, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Yeah, oh, I'm so jealous. I was like creeping you so hard when you were there, like creeping your stories and stuff. Like every chance I got, I was like, let me see more. Let me see more. <laughs> I know, I know. I didn't post probably as much as I should have, but I was just like living in the moment. It was so cool. Yeah, I love that. And it looked like too, I don't know if this was the place that you guys stayed in, but you took a video like walking out onto the balcony and like showing 
like the forest or whatever it was. I was like, wow, that's so nice. Yeah. So that was the hotel we stayed at. So that one was actually in the Mara, like where we had the safari and it's the only one there. They have like, um, they have other kind of like glamping things mm-hmm. set up, but that was the only like really nice hotel. And literally like my room overlooked the Mara. Like I literally looked down and could see elephants like it was so crazy like such that's a so place. cool <laughs> I'm so jealous I haven't been anywhere in so long I'm like I'm getting the itch so bad lately and I know like Rob has too we've been keep talking about it like how we just want to like zip away even if it's for like a long weekend or something I'm just like dying to go anywhere oh you guys totally should like just yeah even for a weekend and then I mean we're going to New Orleans 2024 right yes I'm so excited for that so we are going to go to New Orleans for Hale's birthday yeah 2024 I think it lands on like February 13th so a day off oh yeah like actual Mardi Gras yeah so we'll actually get to like pretty much celebrate Mardi Mardi Gras like right on my birthday well not right on but a day day before <laughs> it's gonna be so amazing yeah actually rob and i just talked about that the other day yeah like about that trip and we're so stoked i cannot wait i wanted to go for so long dude i know ever since i met you you've been talking about this trip yeah like i'm and not even joking i know and it's so dumb because it's really not that far like yeah and i mean i've been to africa but before i've been to new Orleans. <laughs> yeah <laughs> You travel a lot, though, which is so sweet. Yeah, I do. Mainly for work, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, either way. Yeah. You and your man like to zip off even when you guys aren't working, though, right? So that's pretty cool. Yeah, we try to. Well, especially since we work so much, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's nice to try and just get away. I mean, how we'll even just like go drive up the mountain just to get out of service sometimes for a few hours. I know. I feel that. What week, Ben? What have you been up to? Honestly, my week has been like very, very um, uneventful. <laughs> <laughs> we just had Halloween, which was fun, and I mean, I mentioned it on our podcast um, episode one that Rob and I just went for dinner. We went to this little Italian place. It's so effing good. I like can't get over it. What'd you get? We we went crazy. So. Um, every time we go there, we, well, it was only our second time there, but <laughs> we've gotten <laughs> arancelli, which is like a ball of cheese with, <laughs> it's like deep fried. I feel like that's like the crust is like deep fried rice or something like that. I'm not too sure exactly. Or potato or something. Oh, it is so good. So we got those. And then we got um this dish of like broccolini that was prepared in like a really delicious way and then we got this pasta I'm carantelli carantella I can't remember what it's called but it's like those shell pastas oh yeah I love those yeah same and it had um like a white sauce with pulled smoked chicken and goat cheese all over it (laughs) yeah I know it was so good my mouth is watering talking about it and then um we also of course they're known for their wood fire pizza so we got a pepperoni pizza um but it's wood fire or yeah wood fire cooked whatever and then they glazed it with like a honey glaze oh god we we should go there sometime um yes please whenever it's- i make it out there <laughs> I know it's so amazing so we did that and then on the Monday uh, we just went to Rob's family's house and celebrated with them and his sister and nieces and nephews and stuff like that so wow, that's awesome did literally you- nothing crazy yeah nice did you or dress no- up? oh um I did some Halloween makeup I love that I did dick all for mine <laughs> <laughs> honestly I probably wouldn't have done anything if I like didn't go out in the public that day that's fair but it was my first time back at the gym in like three and a half weeks that day so I was like I'm getting a little spooky with it oh right yeah yeah yeah. how was your first 
session out with uh with boobs <laughs> oh my god it was amazing so I'm not supposed to be wearing anything other than my compression bra still um for another three weeks and then I'm allowed to wear whatever I want but I put a sports bra on because like I don't know I didn't want to wear the compression bra like to the gym because I felt like my sports bras are like more supportive uh-huh. so I put a sports bra, bra sports bra on and I like looked in the mirror I was like damn (laughs) I like the way this looks like shit it is so fun having boobs all of a sudden (laughs) I've never experienced this in my life and all of a sudden I just like wake up and have freaking titties it's like the funnest thing ever because I'm still discovering things obviously like I put a bikini top on the other day and I was like (laughs) 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 I can't wait for summer and like so now it's like a fun thing where I'm like trying on all these things that you know I've worn before but now it's like exciting and like it's really fun so yeah they're still pretty like hard (laughs) but they're getting softer by the day so I can't wait till I can like squish them up you know yeah feel up your own boobs (laughs) no it's crazy city grab yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes so I'm I'm literally loving it Oh, I'm so happy for you. They look great. Thank you. <laughs> Honestly, I'm so happy with them. Like, I couldn't have been happier. Like, she gave me exactly what I wanted. So, I know. Blessed. Yay. Super stoked. So, yeah. Should we dive into our topic today? Oh, man. Yes. This is going to be a good one, I think. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies. How to recover from a fuckboy and find a real man. So just to give preface, um, Mahela and I are both in relationships. Mm-hmm. Both of us are dating older guys mm-hmm. and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and we both got here after recovering from some fuckboys. Mm-hmm. So we figured that um, this is a good topic for us to cover because we've lived it. We've recovered and now we're on the other side being treated like absolute gold. And we have compiled a fuckboy recovery 101. (laughs) (laughs) Mahela, would you like to um, tell us what step one is? (laughs) The first step is block him. Block him. Block him. Step one, block him. Block him. Uh, And I would also just like to say on behalf of, you know, the people Ashley and I have dated in the past that are not blocked, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) If you are not blocked, you've passed the fuckboy test. Yes. Congratulations. You have not been deemed a (laughs) fuckboy. And if you're blocked, you stay in blocked, honey. Okay. So just a little story, actually, Um, with my, I wouldn't even call him my ex, my last situationship, (laughs) my last fuckboy incident. Um, That was literally how I broke things off with him. One day I was at work and I was like, you know what? Or I, I think I saw something on Instagram that I just didn't like. I just didn't feel right about. And I messaged him and I was like, you're really mean. And I blocked him on everything. Everything. And that was the last time. That was the last time I messaged him. Oh, I remember you telling me that day. I was like, yes. I know that was like (laughs) two effing years of being fucked around. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, you know what? One day I was just done. And I think you have to get to that point where like it needs to be your choice. Or else like we all know the toxic cycle where it's just like you know you're in this situationship you try to break it off you last like maybe a couple weeks he comes crawling back because they always come crawling back mm-hmm. and they act really really nice they treat you really really good you take them back things are so good for like two weeks baby at the most and I'm talking so good like they treat you so good that you literally forget everything bad that ever happened and then the bad stuff starts happening again. 
and you just have to get to the point where you're like okay I'm actually fucking done with this oh I yeah I agree it has to be your decision and I think the biggest thing is because watching your friends go through a Mm -hmm. fuckboy relationship is always hard Mm -hmm. and you know you obviously always want what's best for your friends so you try and like you know tell them like leave them you know he doesn't treat you how you deserve to be treated like you need to let it go and I feel like you'll always listen to that at first but then Mm -hmm. you crack you know like you said they always come crawling back and you break because it's yeah. not your decision. It has <laughs> you have to be done. You, you have, have to be to like be so fed up. Like you don't even want to see their face again. That's like, the thing. You have to be literally fucking fed up. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be at your wits' end most of the time. If you're a strong, strong badass bitch, then maybe you don't have to get to that point. But I feel like I feel like everyone needs that one relationship in their life that really, really fucks you. And keeps, like, you kind of almost have to go through that cycle of, like, continuously getting fucked over to really, really stand back and be like, holy fuck, I am worth so much more than this. Oh, yeah. Which we're going to get into. Yes. Yes. And so it might not always just be one relationship either. True that. It might have a few because there's different fuckboyish characteristics. Mm-hmm. And 100%. not all boys have all of them. Exactly. So, so you might be like, I deserve better than this. And then you, you know, go into a new relationship where that person doesn't have those fuckboy characteristic characteristics, but they might have ones that you didn't experience before. So sometimes you have to learn multiple lessons. Um it just is what it is. A hundred percent. And um that was a really good point to make actually the fact that like you you might have more than one of these relationships because I know I sure did for mm-hmm. sure and sometimes again you need to like get to your wits end with that cycle even and sometimes like like the the most of the incidences that I'll be speaking on today like my my um experiences <laughs> that I'll be speaking on today um was my wits end with everything Mm -hmm. so that's maybe where the point of view that we're coming from is like you're done with everything and this is it we're we're trying to recover after this so step one block him step two the media purge baby oh yeah time (laughs) to purge (laughs) this literally means everything everything you are purging everything you are deleting your photos off social media you are not just social media you are deleting them off your phone get rid of the pictures on social media on your phone get rid of them and the biggest thing one of the biggest ones and honestly it's one of the hardest ones delete his contact info Mm -hmm. block this is what i did blocked it and then deleted it you block and delete so like he can't come crawling through again and don't write that shit down anywhere either (laughs) (laughs) don't keep it secret anywhere because i know like if you do remember the number eventually you'll forget it most of us won't even know the fucking number anyway so delete it uh yes that is a very good point just yeah. erase erase him from your memory <laughs> why don't we try to at least and yeah we try so with, the, with the media purge comes the physical purge mm-hmm. which is a big one too it is a big one so this is going to be um like any sentimental gifts mm-hmm. a big one and we say sentimental because girl if he got you a chanel you keep that or at least sell it and get some money like you know like yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. but sentimental stuff like especially if you're 
eventually going to be in a new relationship like no one in your new relationship wants to see you like wearing a ring from your ex or wearing like a necklace from your ex or like wearing your ex's hoodie or some shit like that right so all those physical things like really need to go Mm -hmm. in the sake of recovering oh yeah remember we are we're not only purging this stuff but we're detoxing yes like that is going to give you a negative reminder or memory mm-hmm. it. even yeah. the positive ones not even just the negative but like even the things that are going to give you that positive memory that might allow that door to open back up again needs to fucking go that's true yeah I didn't think anything. about that anything that gives you a good memory that might make you go crawling back you <laughs> toss that shit <laughs> burn it burn it. <laughs> I feel like that needs to be like one of our quotes burn yeah. it burn it <laughs> Because we were saying that last episode, too. We were. Burn it. Fire rituals for the win, okay? Merch coming soon. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Anything physical, get rid of it. Toss it. And then I would say this next one is probably one of the hardest. And that is the emotional detox. This is where we really go into detox because you have to remember that these relationships they're so toxic and it really is like a drug like a lot of time I I could be totally wrong about this but I'm pretty sure like certain things light up the same area in your brain that like a drug would so we really do get addicted to that toxicity and that like it's yeah it's just a really addicting so this step is one of the hardest but I really do feel like it's probably one of the most important oh yes and I would like to point out when you are dating someone or you know a situationship with someone that is really bad for you and you keep going back and going back and going back um I think I read or Maybe it was from a therapist. I can't remember. (laughs) It is basically, there is something that is kind of familiar to you. Mm. There is like, there's some sort of dysfunction there that is, that almost feels like home and you might not know what that is. So I think a big part of the emotional detox is really getting down to the nitty gritty and finding out like, why why did you stay so long why did you accept these things from this person knowing that you know you deserved better and it wasn't okay to be treated that way and that can be a little bit scary but it's a big step and I think I think you really do have to dive into exactly why you thought it was okay for someone to treat you like that Yeah, I totally agree with that too. And like, I've also read too that a lot of times we will choose partners that maybe resemble like, like some childhood trauma, maybe your parent or someone close to you, you know, acted on that way, or maybe you're seeking out a type of love that you're used to, and it's not the most healthy either. Yes. Yeah, because I know personally, like, that was something actually that I, I had to deep dive into myself and be like, why do I keep choosing these people who treat me like shit? Every single relationship that I've ever had, except the one that I'm in right now, I've been cheated on. Every single one. Like, I'm. there's not even like, even a situationship or even somebody that I was talking to I found out that they were talking to someone else behind my back or I it's it's there's always someone else and I always like I kept being like oh why is like what what like what's like why me almost like a victim complex like why me oh this is so hard on me and I'm like wait I'm the one that's fucking choosing these people I'm the one that is ignoring all the red flags and then yeah I had to really deep dive into like why am I doing that And someone told me too, that they're like, you know, um, sometimes you, this isn't 
this isn't something that I dealt with, but someone said it to me and I liked it too, is sometimes you like choose the love that like you wish you had as a child as well. And sometimes the reason why we fall for these really toxic guys is because in the beginning, the love bombing and the over the top shit is a lot. Um, we see that a lot in narcissism too, which like we can deep dive on a, a later date too, because that's a really big one to unpack. But um, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of stuff about narcissists, which if if you are feeling like you're in a fuckboy relationship, definitely look into what narcissism really, truly, truly is. Um, and you will be very, very shocked (laughs) probably at how like bang on it is oh yeah I agree yeah also done that deep dive and it's very interesting and I also want to say that if you have ever been cheated on and you are thinking why me you know why did he do this to me what's wrong with me there is absolutely nothing wrong with you Mm -hmm. it is they like when you're cheating, you were just, you are not in a place for a healthy relationship. You are like, oh man, I could, I could go on, but I don't, I don't want to deep dive into this too much, (laughs) but literally there is nothing wrong with you. It is that they need to work on themselves and Mm -hmm. probably go for therapy. Yes. (laughs) Big advocate for that. Yes. But like just just never think that it's your fault when someone does you wrong like that. It's not your mm-hmm. fault. That goes for girls and guys. If you've ever been cheated on, it is not your fault. You did nothing wrong. Yeah. Because like, you know what? Most of the time that person, if they're going to cheat on you, they're going to cheat on you. There's nothing that you could have done or said, or you couldn't have looked prettier or paid more attention to them or sucked their dick better. Like It's <laughs> just like, they're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. And they're not just going to do it to you. They're going to do it to anyone they're with. It is not like, yeah, there is literally nothing you could have done better. That's just who they are. And that is what it is. Yeah. And um, sometimes it's like really hard to, I don't know, accept that in a way, like, especially if you do have such a victim complex and you get used to doing that, um, which, yeah. It's hard to work through, but it's something that, like, in order to recover, you need to. Yeah. Baby girl. Oh, yeah, you got to. And it's just hard when you love someone to to find out that they've they've done that to you, because especially if you're not a cheater, you will just never relate to that. Like, you won't relate to the why or the how, because to you, you would just never go there because such a good point. Yeah. So I think don't yeah like you you will never relate and it's I think that's a really hard one for a lot of people is because you will never truly know why and I think that is the hardest thing for people to really get past is accepting that you won't you won't know their reasoning because they probably don't even know their reasoning yeah and like just to to clarify too like we're talking about like boys here right so you know there are incidences where like if you are in a deep loving relationship and your partner gets wasted and maybe makes up with someone else that we're not talking about that shit no 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 <laughs> we're no. talking about the serial cheaters here yes yeah. yeah so I do totally agree with you there like sometimes too like the best closure that you can get is just moving on for yourself don't try to get those answers. Don't try to get them to apologize. Like, just just move on. Yeah. It's time. I agree. Which will lead us to our next big one. The dick detox. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a, actually a really, really important phase of your recovery. Um, the dick detox is literally the time where you just take that time for yourself mm-hmm. so I I actually came up with um, the dick detox when I was in true recovery from my fuck boy um I called it dick detox as well 
and my dick detox this is what I did not everyone's is gonna look the same so just do it to how you please <laughs> but I decided that during this time I didn't have like a specific timeline but um I did kind of aim for like a year ish I wasn't gonna talk to any guys I wasn't gonna entertain dates I wasn't going to seek anything out I wasn't gonna do anything I was just gonna focus on myself make money and do my thing and I really stuck to that um so I didn't sleep with anybody I didn't I wasn't texting any guys nothing and it was the most refreshing year of my effing life it I used to be so I wouldn't say like afraid to be alone but I always did feel like I needed someone there to like entertain me in a way Um, Like, if I sat at home for too long, I'd be like, okay, someone needs to hang out with me, you know? And almost go a little bit crazy in my head. Because that's the other thing with a fuckboy, too, is, like, they'll have your mind racing. You'll feel like a fucking lunatic by the end of this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, and, yeah, so... It's it's just the time to like totally clear your mind and really get used to spending time with yourself and not only getting used to spending that time with yourself, but enjoying it and loving it. Mm-hmm. And it is like literally such an important part, but. Oh, you, you nailed it. It is like literally if there's any advice I give anyone, it is learn to be alone mm-hmm. and to be okay with being alone. And I mean, I was once at a point where like, I was almost too comfortable being alone. I was like, fuck. Actually, (laughs) I do recall, I probably could pull it up if I really, really went back. But when I was deep into my detox, you had started your relationship with your man quite a few months before me. Yes. Yeah. And I remember we were chatting and we were talking about this exact subject. And I told you, I was like, man, I don't think I'll ever want to hang out with anyone again because I just love at nighttime, like eating snacks and watching TV. And I remember you telling me, you're like, but just wait until you find someone that you can do that with and you can fuck at the same time. (laughs) And I was like, that is true. That is nice. <laughs> it's true. But I do remember you saying that to me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, I should probably not get too comfortable here. <laughs> I still stand by that statement. <laughs> and I now stand by that statement as well. <laughs> you just gotta find your person. It's so true. All right. And in that time too, I mean, you can pick up the practices that we talked about last episode and really tapping into your dark feminine side. This is a really, really great time to really practice that and really bring that out because this is the time where, you know, setting those boundaries and really, really choosing the type of love that you want is really important because as we go into our next step of our recovery phase, um, you're going to want to have those boundaries set in place already. Because the point of the dick detox is to really, really relearn to put yourself first mm-hmm. and to put that into action. Yes. I think that's this the, is the time. Yeah. It's the biggest part I think of learning to be alone because you're, you're relearning who you are after mm-hmm. you get out of a relationship like that, or really any relationship yeah. because when you're in a relationship or a situationship with someone for any amount of time, you're learning lessons. You're learning what you like, what you don't like, Mm -hmm. you know, everything in between. So when you get out of something like that, you have to really look at yourself and be like, okay, what, who am I now? Like, what do I want now? What do I not want? What am I leaving behind? What am I taking with me? Yeah. What do I love to do? Like, Mm -hmm. what shows do I love to watch? Because, you know, we all get stuck watching shows with people that we really hate. (laughs) Also, too, like a lot of the time, um, maybe not for everybody, but 
when you do get sucked into those situationships as well, you do tend to lose yourself because it's so toxic and you're trying to like hang on to something that's like not really even there. Yeah. So you just kind of like try to adapt to like what that guy wants. Exactly. Yeah. You, you lose yourself. You like to allow someone to treat you that way and to be in a relationship like that, you are, you're kind of desensitizing a lot at that point that you don't even realize, like Mm -hmm. you are allowing someone to treat you negatively and you are just accepting it and you're making excuses for it and whatever else. That's the thing, like stop making excuses for these guys. Mm -hmm. If he hurt your feelings, he hurt your fucking feelings. Like stop making excuses for him. If yeah. he blew you up, if if he ghosted you, like stop making excuses for that. Exactly. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. But we all fucking do it. We have all sat there and <laughs> made excuses for these guys um, who probably truly didn't deserve. No, not probably. They truly didn't <laughs> deserve our time to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Like I've had conversations in like with my new partner about my past relationships and he knows my past and he knows the, the, the relationship that really taught me the most, which was my last fuckboy situation. And, you know, he has even asked me, um, he straight up asked me once he's like, why did you keep going back? And I was like, you know what? I honestly can't fucking answer that because I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. And like, if you feel that way, like that's totally fine too. Just know that like, you just need to end it. Yeah. And you'll get there. It's not a race. Like we said, you do have to be fed up. You have to be at your wits end. You have to literally look in the mirror one day and be like, fuck this. I'm awesome. Fuck this guy. So until you're there just hang in there girl (laughs) yeah hang in there and you know what you can always message either of us because we've been there and we are here for you yes fucking sucks it's hard it's really hard it's oh man it's one of the hardest things to to let go of I would say uh yeah which is so crazy if you really just put it blankly it's like wow it's really hard to let go of someone that treats you like utter shit but (laughs) I know (laughs) I'm like Half the time, too, when you really take a step back, they're not even that good looking half the time. No, that's the worst fucking part about it. (laughs) Like, you know how many people, like, like, I've really sat and thought about that have had those fuckboy traits. And I'm like, I can't even be like, well, at least he was hot. I know. What is with that? You know, at least I would like to be able to be like, he was a shitty person, but damn he was good looking I can't even say that either I like look back I'm like all right fucking gremlin (laughs) what (laughs) like fat Draco Malfoy okay (laughs) I'm dead anyway (laughs) all right so uh I guess that really does, I mean, it kind of brings us to the end of the dick detox, which is, you know, once you've kind of done that work, you, you know what you want now in, in your next relationship. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be looking like we said, I mean, Ashley was alone for almost a year. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I funny enough, wasn't actually single for that that long um but before my last fuckboy relationship I was single I don't even know for forever (laughs) and I was very comfortable being alone and then after the most recent fuckboy um relationship I literally oh man I had to pick up my life again, move back in with my mom. I had yeah. no money, no nothing. And I literally pretty much said the same thing. I remember having this conversation with you. I was like, there's no men in this town to begin with. Yeah. So not even a point in me looking. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to like get back on my feet. I'm just going to make my money and become a nun. I don't know. <laughs> 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 and uh, I will yeah. say 
really is when you're not looking that yeah. you'll find someone because you are focused on yourself and what you want. And it is true. Like you might not even be purposefully manifesting someone like that you want into your life, but when you are on your path, your journey, doing you doing your best, you're going to meet people along the way that match that energy. Yeah, exactly. And that is when they'll come into your life unexpectedly. Yeah. And now we're here. I mean, we're it's both- so true. Yeah. Which will, yeah, bring us out of the dick detox and into our next last phase of recovery, I would say. And it is to, well, we call it learning to love properly. Mm-hmm. So, the first point that I have down here is therapy. Oh, baby. Yeah. Therapy. It's honestly so important. Kayla and I are huge, huge, huge advocates for therapy. It's seriously, um, I actually didn't go to therapy until this past year or I think I was 26. I was 26. The first time I ever went to therapy, um, one of my old roommates, she was like huge, huge, huge into it. And she really, pushed me to try it and wow it's so amazing it's so amazing to speak to somebody who has an unbiased opinion about your life and to just vent about anything and actually get like productive positive feedback mm-hmm. and speaking to somebody about your relationship past is really important too because then you can deep dive onto like like Hala, you mentioned earlier really really that inner look I think this is a great time too to revisit that and open that up again and to really figure out like why you chose the partners in the past that you did and how to really truly break that cycle and having a counselor or therapist or psychiatrist whatever you choose social worker anyone to speak to it's really really it's a really great tool to use I agree I truly think everybody should go to therapy like yeah, everybody you can literally literally be sitting there and be like I had a great childhood a great life whatever still go to therapy you're gonna find out some shit about yourself 100%. like just go and sometimes, sometimes it's those sessions too where like you're just like I don't really have much to talk about today yeah even if you feel that way in the beginning or whatever like keep going yes because you're right you'll you'll find some shit in there <laughs> You will trust. <laughs> yeah, you will. And yeah, it's just, it's good. Like I, exactly what you said. It's good to have someone who has an unbiased opinion, really look into your life and see things from a perspective that you or your friends or your family members aren't going to have because it's just literally an outsider looking in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And in this time too, it's so the boundaries that you put in place during your dick detox now this is the time to put them into action and really stick to them so when I came out of my situation my last situationship and actually was in this last phase I really really realized and this is kind of a quote that I don't know if it's a real quote or if I just thought of it one day but knowing your worth and doing something about it are two different things yes yeah so it's like so important to like act on what you have just been working on and act on those boundaries and keep them in place because I also feel like too in this phase the devil will tempt you baby oh yeah fuck boys will come back out and not even the previous ones that you were just dealing with new ones and they will tempt you this is the time that you need to read those red flags and you need to take that first time to right off the bat be like no I ain't having this yeah one red flag you're gone exactly out the door like you're you're totally right putting them into place and really really actually focusing on who that person is because I think a lot of the times especially as girls you know we're like oh we're going on a date like we're all excited and mm. you immediately just start like thinking the best about this person you know kind of from the beginning just because you're so excited to go on a date yeah. whereas you really actually need to sit and ask like 
you know, the questions you want to ask and really look into this person's personality. And yeah. And ask yourself, do I like them? Not does he like me? Yes. Because that is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, when I was in this phase, um, I was tempted by another (laughs) and we did go on a few dates and see each other for a little bit. I wouldn't even say see each other. We like hung out a handful of times and red flag after red flag after red flag. And you know what? It was like, I think it was like by the fourth time we hung out, I was like, I fucking hate you. (laughs) (laughs) I remember you telling me about that guy and I was like, Lock them. <laughs> I know. I was like, I don't, I don't like you at all. I don't like you at all. Like, I don't like your personality. I don't like your face. I don't like the way you smell, which is a big one. <laughs> oh, that is a huge one. Yeah. I was like, I don't like anything about you. And I knew right off the, like, right after that, I was like, this is not good. And this is doing a, another fuckboy situation. And if I don't literally get out of it, like, right off the bat, I'm going to, like, get sucked back into that cycle. Oh, yeah. And, like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that was literally the universe being like, nah, girl, <laughs> you can't go back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like, I feel like that temptation um, can arise pretty quickly if you're not careful. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And then there's always, I mean, this is the hardest part is because you want to still have your boundaries, but you also, if you're actually looking to find your person you also have to be open and vulnerable at the same time you have to kind of be able to you know have those deep conversations and break down your walls and this is the hardest part because trying to have your boundaries as well as being open can be very difficult because I feel like when you set those boundaries, you just kind of become closed off at first because you're you're just trying to protect what you've worked so hard to yeah. to create and to get like to get to a place that you're like mentally happy and you know ready for love. So trying mm-hmm. to be open with someone with those boundaries, that's a big one. And this can be really hard. But again, you're not you're just looking for those red flags. And if you see them, then you move on. But if someone is coming to you and you're getting good vibes and getting good energy, like you, you actually really think this could go somewhere, then, then do it. Yeah. Still have your boundaries, still make sure that you're looking for those red flags, but don't, don't be closed off. Don't write them off. Don't, you know, like, cause I remember, I mean, going, Mm into the relationship I was with like that I'm in now like at the beginning I would like make up all of these like things in my head like no 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 like this isn't gonna work this like this isn't happening like make up all these scenarios as as we tend to do every now and then (laughs) (laughs) and I literally had to just sit there and be like no like he's really into you he's like doing this he's doing that like you really enjoy your time with this person yeah and sit there and just like I had to go through and actually chip away at my own wall and just be real with myself and be like no like this stuff you're making like this is in your head this is what's real this is how you feel when you're with this person you like we're okay Yeah, because also, too, if you set those boundaries, the right person will respect them and the right person won't try to push those boundaries with you either. So if you're with somebody who, like, totally respects your boundaries and, like, is listening to you and hears you, then you really need to, like, take that into account. And, yeah, like, obviously, don't go into it, like, like, spilling your guts out to somebody, but definitely don't block that off like you said yeah I actually did the exact same thing like when I first started seeing my boyfriend um we went on one day and it was like super amazing and I got so in my head about it that I actually messaged him and I told him I never wanted to see him again (laughs) hey I did the same thing I tried to friend zone mine yeah just be friends same actually and then he messaged me like three days later and he was like he's like look 
we had a great date. There's no reason why we can't hang out. And I just told him like, I just felt like I wasn't in a position to be in a relationship, but in reality, I was just scared. And, and I would just, yeah, felt like really closed off. And he even said like, and again, um, this is the boundary thing. He was like, well, let's hang out as friends. No pressure. We'll get to know, get to know each other. And cause we met totally organically, like supermarket shit you know like we didn't know each other we didn't have any mutual ties whatsoever so it was like a super organic meeting that like we both didn't know each other at all so he's like just hang out with me as a friend no pressure and we can see where it goes and I really really appreciated that because when we did hang out he really did treat it like that he never tried anything he never tried to push that boundary with me Uh, I told him I wanted to take it slow and he totally respected that. And it made me really attracted to him. Mm -hmm. It made me so attracted to him that I was like, it was like our fifth date. And I was like, if this guy doesn't kiss me, I'm going to fucking lose my marbles. (laughs) So I kissed him. (laughs) I love that. And that's exactly it. Just someone who will actually listen to you and respect the boundaries. That is the biggest one. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. Well, without further. <laughs> yeah. So I guess to wrap up, like we hope that you guys find value in that. And if you guys decide to take our advice and go on your path of recovery, shoot us a message and let us know how it's going. And if you need any support, reach out at any point and we'd be more than happy to talk to you. And if you need advice, we're here for you guys as well. So yeah, write in, tell us your stories. Yeah. Yeah, we'd love that. But like you said, without further ado, let's hit it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we're back. I just took two bong hoots actually in a row. I smoked a joint to myself, so... So I'm going to, like, look at my eyes already. I know. I love that. I <laughs> think my like, laugh was pretty wheezy. <laughs> that, I will say, is kind of one of my superpowers is my eyes never really look that stoned. Jealous. I, that's my weakness is, like, you can see it in my eyes so fast. Like, I don't even, I I know I'm stoned, obviously, but I don't feel like super super big and like look in my eyes yeah like slivers (laughs) anyway um Hayla and I put out a question box on our Instagram Mm -hmm. excuse me and um we asked you guys to send us some funny questions or random questions or juicy questions whatever kind of questions and we got some so okay honestly I've never or I haven't read the, all the, I haven't read any of the questions in my question box yet. So these are all new to me as well. Um, <laughs> this is a good one. Uh, what material items immediately signify a fuck boy? What clothes, car, shoes, etc.? So is there one item that you see and you're right away saying fuck boy? Big chains. <laughs> <laughs> you know what mine is right away? What? Beamer. both those things (laughs) a beamer with a fucking chain get out (laughs) the worst date you've ever been on oh gosh actually that's so funny because i was literally just going to choose the next question was worst fuck boy date experience Ah, okay um (laughs) i know mine right off the bat so this is the guy that um, the devil tempted me with after my recovery. Yeah. And this is this was the incident that I was like, holy shit, what the fuck am I doing in this car with this guy? <laughs> so I was deep into prep and I got a cheat meal. So my favorite cheat meal at the time, it's not anymore, but it was a big bag <laughs> with large fries and a couple donuts so we go to McDonald's and he pulls up and he orders his McDonald's and then 
like doesn't look to me or like turn to me to ask me if I want anything and the lady on the um intercom was like is that everything and he's like uh yeah and I was like oh um well like I like you know because at the time I was just like you know just kind of learning to be assertive um so I was like yeah yeah I mean I kind of wanted something too and he looked at me and he's just like he's like okay order so then I like panic right and I'm like I just ordered like a five dollar meal or whatever yeah and because I didn't like I panicked and I didn't get what I wanted and then we like pull up we get the McDonald's he pays for it it was like literally not even thirty dollars and then he pulls off to the side and he looks at me and he's like so what you want me to fucking pay for the donuts too oh I was like, <laughs> I was like, honestly, just like, I, I think I sent him home, to be honest. Like, looking back, I'm pretty sure I told him that I wanted him to go home after that. Yeah. I was so turned off. I was like, what the fuck? So that was my worst fuckboy date. Wow. What's the worst red flag that you've ever ignored? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah first red flag I've ever ignored I would say um like needs to be with you all the time do you have like a specific incident yeah so we were if I was going out somewhere and you know he wasn't invited and there was like other guys there or you know just you know, if I was going out in public where there would be guys, like he would invite himself. Ugh, I hate that. Along and just be like, oh, like, like kind of guilt trip me and be like, oh, like, I don't have anything like <laughs> planned for that evening. Like, do you mind if I take along? And like, basically, if they don't give you your space and they're yeah. and they're putting it in a way where it's like, oh, but I just want to like be with you all the time or hang out with you all the time or I just miss you if if they're not respecting your space if you if you want to be by yourself that night or hang out with your girlfriends or something and they're guilt tripping you for that or like making you feel some type of way about that that's a fucking red flag yeah it's a big one actually mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. yeah biggest red flag I've ever ignored was not being able to go to certain restaurants because he was also hooking up with other waitresses, like no. different waitresses at restaurants. So we couldn't go to certain restaurants. Oh <laughs> that was probably God. the biggest red flag that I ever ignored. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no. Yeah, that's a big one too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when they just don't want to go to certain places. <laughs> like, why? That's sketchy. Mm-hmm. The fuck boy move. The fuck boy move. Uh, what is your love language? Ooh, that's... Uh, we are seriously on the same page. I was literally going to choose that for my next question. Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, Gifts. <laughs> it really truly is gifts. And I don't, like, mean that in a materialistic way. Like, I love... That's how I give love and that's how I receive it. Mm-hmm. Just the thought that you went out and you saw something or thought about me or specifically went and got something for me I just like I really like that yeah and like yeah and I like to like give gifts as well I I know you do you love giving gifts (laughs) Ashley like gives the best gifts actually thank you you give good gifts too actually everything you've ever gotten me is like super cute thank you yeah what's your love language Mahila uh I have, well, I actually like did that test <laughs> to find oh, out. Yeah. Um, and I kind of have two that are like pretty 50, 50 and it's acts of service and physical touch, mm, I which like I really too. didn't think physical touch would be one of mine actually. Oh yeah. I would not have pegged that, but then like thinking about it, I am like, I'm not a touchy person with everybody in general, but I am like yeah I am pretty touchy I feel the same way like if I'm like cuddling with somebody and I don't actually like them or I'm not in a relationship with you I like immediately get the ick yeah like I'm like don't fucking touch me (laughs) what is the worst dating advice you've ever received oh 
The worst dating advice I've ever received is to not be so picky. Oh, yeah. That is, I think, the worst. Because listen, if someone's telling you not to be picky, they're kind of telling you to settle. And when I say picky, like, I'm not saying I only date princes. (laughs) Like... (laughs) (laughs) When we're, when we're talking like being picky, it's kind of what we said before. You have done the work, you know who you are and you know what you want. And yeah, having those boundaries. Exactly. So please, please, please be picky because don't, don't yeah. settle for someone that you don't want. Like honestly, hand, I would rather be alone with 50 cats than settle. Fuck mm-hmm. that. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Feminine State of Mind. You guys can find us on Instagram at Feminine State of Mind. And I'm Astronaut Fit. And Hela is Hela J. Yes. 